The following segment follows the lives led by the deceased crew of the Mary Jane. What you hear are the audio files recovered from the crew's memory drives. As customary warning, there is swearing, violence, and discussion of dubious themes. If you experience any sort of discomfort during your time with us, turn off the entries, and when you're ready, begin again. This entry will begin playing now. Petite fille, it is time for bed. No, no. Oh, why not? We will have another day of fun tomorrow. Oh. What's this then? <sighs> someone doesn't want to go to sleep. Oh, is someone keeping all the bots awake? Bob! Yes, I am talking about you. The rest of us are going to be powering down too. We won't have anyone to play with tonight. Why not get some shut-eye? No tired. Maybe she'd like some company to stay with her until she falls asleep. Well, don't look at me. One more collie. I sign Maggie and myself not good enough for you. You also need Colin. Tiff. Well, that's just rude. Guess I'm outnumbered here. You've been outnumbered since day one, Robert. Hello, everyone. Maggie said you were in need of assistance. Call! Collie! Up! <laughs> Hello, dear. I think you're good down there. Looks like you're ready for bed. She doesn't want to go to sleep. How are you not tired? Just watching you makes me tired. No! Story. Oh. You want a bedtime story? Mm-hmm. Sure. That's easy enough. Crew, relay your bedtime stories. That's an order. I know one. It's about two little kids whose awful parents abandon them in the middle of the woods. So, when they try to find their way home, they come across this house made entirely of candy, but it's owned by a terrible witch, and she fattens them up, and when they're ripe for the taking... I do not think that this is an appropriate story. Ridiculous. But I do have a more appropriate story. No. Shut up.
Okay. It's about giants in space. Sounds exhilarating. Shut up! Alright, baby. Once upon a time, there were these giants who walked among the stars. <sighs> wow, good story. Has baby fallen asleep? Oof! Quiet! I'm interested. Yes. I'd like to hear the story. Ahem. As I was saying, these giants walked through space. These two were the most important beings in all the galaxies, across all the skies. For you see, they were star makers. Do we really have to listen to this? Would you let me talk, please? Actually, Robert, Tiff's story is not that preposterous. What? That story about the star makers. It's not that crazy. I've definitely heard it before. Of giants going through space? Not exactly. I believe I know what you're talking about. Tiff isn't wrong about these creatures, but they're not giants. They're supposedly a very distant and ancient species of humanoid alien. Incredible life forms that emulate beauty. Their skin is of the darkest night, with the stars littered across their bodies in all different colors. But it's actually a beautiful love story. Oh, I want to hear this. All right. Well, once upon a time, there was a beautiful queen who had only recently risen to power. She was intelligent, beautiful, and young. Her rise to power was due to her family's unfortunate demise. She was the last remaining known star maker. As sad as she was over the loss of her family, she had a duty to fulfill. The universe was growing darker, and she was the only one who could fix it. But like most political and royal governments, a council reigned above all, and their decision stood strongly against her pleading words. We have only just lost your mother, they cried. What if we lose you as well? Then there really will be no star makers left. And the queen replied, What is the point of having the gift if I cannot use it? Are we to do our best to save the universe? Or watch as it collapses upon us? And the council said, What of our own lives? Would you doom us all rather than save your people? How can you say that? Are we not all part of this universe? To do nothing is to doom us. Council refused to yield, and the Queen was dismissed. Her rebutals fell on deaf ears. And still, the darkness was looming. The Queen would not accept this decision silently. At night, when all was quiet, she would sneak out and go as far as she dared in order to make the stars. She'd send them out, but even with all her work, there was no way to reach the entire galaxy. One night, while she was out, she saw it. In the near distance, there was another making stars. The queen was stunned. In her own realm, another star maker thought to be impossible, as it was a naturally born and gift of the royal family. Regrettably, the queen was unable to locate the other star maker before they finished. But she would not let that stop her. If the queen could find the other star maker, there might be hope. The council might yield. Or if nothing else, she could leave with the other star maker without consent from the council. 
Hope was a new feeling she was beginning to learn. Night after night, the Queen went out to find the other star maker. But all attempts were in vain. And while she did her best, and the council debated on in their selfish fear, life went on. There were meetings to attend, a planet to care for, the state of affairs continuing, and soon it became clear that the darkness was no longer avoidable. The Queen would no longer stand it. At the celebration of the New Year, she would make an announcement about her departure from the throne. She would take matters into her own hands and would dare the Council or anyone else to stand up to her. When the time came, she mingled with the necessary guests. The typical catering to the older nobles who were snobby and obnoxious. She just had to bide her time before her speech. And then, at the corner of her eye, she saw her. A noble from one of the smaller surrounding colonies walked in, his wife on his arm. And the queen was immediately smitten. The noble's wife was radiant. It seemed like magic was mingling in the air. She could not take her eyes away. She found her, the other star maker. She quickly approached the pair as the noble was muttering harshly to his wife, who was blatantly ignoring him. When the noble saw the queen approach, he bowed deeply. <laughs> oh, my queen. There was an uncomfortable pause as the noble glanced at his wife. Tatiana, show some respect. <laughs> Tatiana glanced at him with anger in her eyes, but did not look at her before bowing and murmuring. Your Majesty. I apologize, Your Majesty. You can take them from the parole, but I guess you can't take the parole from them. <laughs> no, don't you agree? <laughs> yes, quite. <laughs> yes, yes. The Queen was unimpressed. Hmm. Are you enjoying the gathering? Oh, yes, my queen, it is as beautiful as always. We are truly fortunate to have your very own stars lighting up the party for such an incredible atmosphere. The noble droned on, but the queen only had eyes for Tatiana. She was falling just looking at her. Tatiana was pointedly ignoring her husband and staring back as intensely as the queen. She knew. They both knew. Wouldn't you agree, Tatiana? The spell was broken, and Tatiana broke eye contact. She merely nodded to her husband and glanced around the room at the decorations. The noble was clearly embarrassed by his wife's lack of respect and spoke out. Oh, I'm so sorry for her behavior, Your Majesty. Truly, she is so dense. But the queen wouldn't hear it. I believe that she can speak for herself. And I'd like to hear more of her opinion. May I steal your wife for a chat, Lord? The noble was completely thrown to the side, could only nod and watch as the queen offered her arm. Tatiana graciously accepted. They walked away from the noble, and the queen led them to the dance floor. It's nice to finally see you. Face to face. I don't know what you're talking about. No? Those long nights lighting up the sky. My queen, I would never go against my husband's wishes and abandon him in the middle of 
the night. <laughs> of course. I can see that you're a devoted homemaker. That's certainly one way of putting it. The two danced and bantered through the night. The queen was tangled up in Tatiana, and when the time came to make her speech, she changed her mind. For once, she would take the night to enjoy herself and her newfound friend. Will I see you again? You know where to find me. So the queen and Tatiana met night after night, making stars and dancing. That's so romantic. Ugh, I'm gonna throw up. Silence. Must you always interrupt things? Maggie, if you would. Yes, well, life wasn't that perfect, I'm afraid. Well, it seemed like a dream. At the end of the day, the queen was stealing away someone's wife. And the topic of a second star maker had not been brought up to the council. So the two decided that their love and saving the universe was more important than a council's decision. So the queen secretly arranged for a temporary power to hold her place while she was gone. And she took Tatiana by the hand and left her home. Together they traveled to the far edges of the galaxy and lit up the void with every step. And when they were able to return home, they were greeted with open arms. Soon after that, a stable peace settled upon their planet, and the two rulers had a beautiful child. Born with the stars in his hair, he was blessed with a prophecy. Amazing. So, what is a prophecy? That the young boy would save the Star Maker's home. Because of the long wait deciding what to do, their planet was losing life, and it would soon become unsustainable. The story says that once the boy was grown, he would travel across the galaxy to find the means to save his planet, bring it back to his mother's, and ensure the survival of his home. Of course, it is just a story, and so very old that if it were true, it would have already happened, or the Star Makers would have died out. Well, of course it's not true. There's no such alien life. We've covered almost all of the Milky Way at this point, and there's been no such creature to exist. But if they looked like the night sky with the stars, how would we have seen them? That's still dumb. Stars are balls of gas created from nebula and other matter that all come together. Not some weird alien giant hybrid. I think it is a beautiful story. Two lovers across space and time creating something for all to enjoy while dealing with tragedy. And besides, the story worked. Baby is sound asleep now. Good. I suggest we all go power down. She'll be awake soon enough. And I don't think she caught the ending of the story. Ah, oh, we won't hear the end of this for days. I can tell her the giant version. She might like that. They make stars by waving their arms in a windmill circle. It's magical. It's nonsensical. Oh, lighten up, you prototype. Tiff, let's not start after we just got baby to fall asleep. And I suggest we all do the same. It would be amazing if they start making us for real, no? I thought the giants were kind of cool. I suppose they're almost correct about our mothers. But they have no clue what could possibly be in store for them. I'll be with you soon, sister. These greasy robots will let their guard down eventually, and then... Ha, 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 ha.
Learn is now an independently produced podcast. The voice of Robert was Ashley. The voice of Colin was Alex. The voice of Tiff was Lenny. The voice of Sign and the Noble were Benny. The voice of Baby was Catherine. The voice of the Queen was Brenna. The voice of the Star Maker was Megan. The mysterious voice at the end was Dylan. This episode was written by Megan, edited by Hannah, and created by me, Jay. Thank you so much for listening. Follow us on tumblr.com learn10 for updates, fan art, and more. In the words of Robert, see you out there.